हेलो एवरीवन दिस इज डॉक्टर गुरसेव सैंडलिस एंड वेलकम टू माय पॉडकास्ट ऑफ पीडियाट्रिक सर्जरी टॉक्स सो टिल नाउ वी हैव डिस्कस्ड अ वेरियस वेज ऑन हाउ यू इम्प्रूव योर स्किल एंड एंड हाउ यू इम्प्रूव योर एटीट्यूड एंड अप्रोच टुवर्ड्स योर प्रैक्टिस सो टुडे आई एम गोइंग टू टॉक अबाउट अ फ्यू टिप्स एंड ट्रिक्स विच आई हैव लर्न ओवर द ईयर्स ऑन हाउ टू गो अबाउट विद वेन यू स्टार्ट योर प्रैक्टिस see but the whole purpose of these podcasts is to not just spread the positivity and to and to you know inculcate a sense of pride in our own branch uh, but also to make sure that none of you actually who are listening to this end up making the same mistakes that we have made see the only way to progress uh, as a culture is 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 to not make the same mistakes twice uh if if you know the previous generation made certain mistakes and learned from their mistakes and then they altered their practice and uh, if they don't pass on that knowledge to the next generation uh i we will also start from the scratch make the same mistakes go through the same learning process and then you know reach somewhere uh, where we desire to reach but i i think that's a that's a wrong way of looking at things you know we are a fraternity and uh, the better way to go about with this is to make sure that whatever learnings that we get from our own experience whatever uh, changes that we have seen uh, with with respect to practice and with respect to society uh, that knowledge at least gets passed on to the next generation to the to the new pass outs or the people who are still in training uh, because it will help them to be prepared uh, in a better way see uh, i agree no two uh, cities are the same no two times are the same the 90s were a different time period the 2000s were a different time period uh, the last decade uh, changed uh, pediatric surgical practice drastically in, in in with respect to patient perception and patient awareness yes it is still poor but it is definitely better than what it used to be in the 90s and the 2000s with the advent of technology with the advent of google uh you know patients are today much more aware of the speciality are much more emphatic in seeking out the best of treatment for their child and and that holds true for both government and private practice now i'm not going to differentiate between the two because i feel uh your approach to your practice or your approach to your career has to be the same when it comes to the core of your practice which is your surgery or pediatric surgery as we call it that should not differ just because you're sitting in a government institute where you may be uh, feeling that you're less accountable to your patients or you're not uh, answerable to your patients uh, to the same extent uh, as it is in the private practice where it is far more demanding uh i think that perception is wrong and and we should not keep that perception and that's that's one of the ways to improve your quality of practice by getting rid of that perception that uh you are not answerable to the patient or or you don't really need to engage with the parents that much as you do in the private practice so that's one thing uh, you know that's even before you start your practice second thing that we have already spoken about i think is the skill see uh Uh, you have to improve your skill there is no two ways about it all right and and here i'm talking about open skill set i'm 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 not even talking about laparoscopy or robotic or whatever this is to each his own depending upon where you are practicing what you are doing 
you need to have the necessary skill set all right uh, personally speaking i think all all of us barring none needs to know laparoscopy so uh, we are not going to discuss the pros and cons if i'm talking about skill set just assume that it's it's laparoscopic skill set i am not even going to talk about open skill set so you have to have that skill set if you don't have that skill set you should be actively engaged in building up that skill set through your practice it have it can happen in private practice let no one tell you that you know there are people around the country today i see on facebook posts who are doing fantastic laparoscopic work and and they have started uh, you know from scratch like me they are self taught they are self motivated to start doing their work and and, and i think that's very important Uh, so uh, we have already discussed that now now i think the the important point that we did not discuss in the last few podcasts was the emergence of sub speciality within pediatric surgery see today patients perception is that they want a specialist for a disease all right so in this decade from 2021 to 2030 I think what we are going to see very strongly emerging is the increased recognition and increased demand for pediatric subspeciality. And in a way I think it is better. See you can't you you cannot be a jack of all trades and master of none. You know you cannot be a general pediatric surgeon and I am a laparoscopic surgeon also and I am a urological surgeon also and I am a thoracic surgeon also and I am a newborn surgeon also. uh no offense to anybody but i uh, this is what i see when i see uh, calling cards visiting cards or websites or or you know uh, online profiles of many many pediatric surgeons who are currently in active practice um they may be right in their own sense and as as i have i have repeatedly said in my postcard i am not against anybody uh you know i believe in in whatever they are doing they are all successful but this is my perception and this is my viewpoint you cannot be a master of everything all right and and this i'm talking from the patient's perspective you know if suppose their child has a reflux uh, a parent today is going to seek out a reflux specialist if the child has a bowel issue they're going to seek out a gastroenterologist who's a specialist and and in fact that is one of the big reasons why you see these patients actually going to adult surgeons because in adults that sub specialization is now much more clear cut and and now if if in your city or in your state the patient does not find say a pediatric thoracic surgery specialist he's going to seek out an adult surgeon you know and i am not saying that you restrict your practice to that particular branch it's all a question of how you main develop and maintain that perception of subspeciality if you look at my uh, website or my visiting card you're going to see i i always write i'm a pediatric surgeon and a pediatric urologist i I am a pediatric surgeon with special interest in reconstructive pediatric urology which can include open surgeries laparoscopic surgeries or robotic surgeries depending upon which 
condition are we dealing with you know i can't do a lap or a robotic in hypospadias or an extrophy bladder but i can do either lap or robotic for pyeloplasty or for ureteric reimplant or for a neurogenic bladder or for bladder neck reconstruction and all these come under the single umbrella of reconstructive pediatric urology so i will have patients i already have patients seeking me out for pediatric urology now that doesn't mean i don't do appendix i do them it doesn't mean i don't do fundoplications i do them it doesn't mean i don't do thoracic surgeries i do them but what i mean to say is if at the start of your practice you veer towards getting a subspecialist perception it is beneficial to your overall image and referral are you going to lose out patients in this scenario yes you are yes i am i am losing out patients i am losing out a big chunk of newborn practice because uh, for various reasons whether it is logistical reasons whether it is infrastructural reasons whether that fact that we don't have a very good uh, obs gynae or a neonatal unit in our hospital whatever may be the case <clears throat> the fact is i'm losing out on a chunk of newborn practice but i'm okay with that and that's what i want to tell you it is okay to lose out a little chunk of practice right in the beginning of your career you know yes you have worked very hard it's been 30 32 years now and you really haven't started earning your friends are earning well and everybody is doing well but please remember one thing as a super specialist your earnings will start after 35 your serious earnings will begin after 40 uh, let no one tell you otherwise when i say no one tell you otherwise what i mean is serious earnings and not the age factor let me make it very clear for you there is enough money in pediatric surgery all of us were brought up with this perception ki ye garib branch hai isme paisa nahi hai future nahi hai it's a dead branch i'm really sorry it, there is nothing of that sorts there is enough money all right not every cardiac surgeon is a naresh trehan or a devi shetty for every one of them there are 100 cardiac surgeons who are making an above average living so there is good money but if you are expecting a practice of 15 lakh rupees 10 lakh rupees a month i'm sorry that's not there because that's not there for an average cardiac surgeon also or even an average urologist also for that matter are you going to earn well yes definitely are you going to earn very well yes probably depending upon your skill set which is both your surgical skill set and your marketing skill set so let's put that aside but what i mean is it is a process it doesn't happen overnight if you want it to happen overnight you will be tempted to take shortcuts you're going to start cut practice you're going to be you know saying yes sir yes madam to all the pediatricians doing what they tell you to do now what that will do is it it will hold you in their grasp for a very long time that is what the practice is but the whole point of these podcasts is to break those mental shackles that yes it is possible to establish an independent practice for a pediatric surgeon and a successful practice at that for that you need that perception of sub specialization you are an mch guy you are a super specialist 
but what do you call yourself you call yourself a pediatric general surgeon who does everything <coughs> you do everything i'm not saying you don't do everything i'm not saying you refuse something but you need to create a perception and you create that perception through word of mouth through online presence through websites so everything all right you have to create that perception that you are a super specialist you are not just a pediatric general surgeon and perceptions matter today see the first thing a patient is going to do or a parent is going to do is going to go on the website is going to google and is going to google you if your name has been suggested to somebody by somebody if not he is going to google the disease if he is going to google the disease he is going to come up with a few names if you want your name to be there you need to create that perception so online marketing is subtle is something that can be done it is something which is not very unethical at the same time it is not something which is bashful and arrogant but an online presence is a must today and when i say an online presence it has to be an independent online presence all these practo liberate all these things are there like vultures they are there to make money from your hard work please remember that they do not have any goodwill in mind for the doctors they are here to feed on this doctor patient ecosystem create a confusion and tell the patient yeah this is a better specialist why because he's paid them more money it's a known fact for 10000 to 15000 rupees a month practo will put you up as the top specialist in your city so don't fall for that trap it is a slow process to build up your name in the community you need to reach out you need to do that but at the same time to build up a perception that you are a super specialist you need to sub specialize now what do you sub specialize in <coughs> excuse me well that's depended upon two factors one is what is your personal interest would you be a newborn surgeon do you want to be getting into anorectal malformations arms and gi like hirschsprungs and other things or do you want to get into pediatric urology uh, stones hypospadias reimplants pyeloplasties do you want to get into pediatric thoracic surgeries you want to get into pediatric onco surgeries now i understand each one of them stand alone independent is probably not going to sustain your practice but you like i said you need to create that perception that this is what you specialize in you deal with everything but you specialize in this and that's very important all right after that i think what another thing i really really need to tell you which we have really done successfully in bombay is to form a local peer group what do you mean by a peer group see <coughs> first and foremost please remember we are a fraternity and we are supposed to work with each other and together you are not supposed to work against each other you are not competitors in the true sense a healthy competition where you are talking okay you did a 3 month old pyeloplasty i did a 2 month pyeloplasty that healthy competition which is appreciative of each other is good 
but a competition where you are undercutting your rival whether it comes to cost whether it comes to doing some surgery which may be on the border of ethics please remember you are undercutting the entire branch you are undercutting the entire prestige of your branch you are not undercutting each other don't do that if we sitting in bombay can form a peer group where we are encouraging each other it's a very positive uh, environment we discuss cases we do a lot of things i'll talk about what a peer group means but you need to understand why you need to do that see first of all it always helps if you have someone with you who gives you an unbiased opinion and an unbiased assistance helpful assistance for a particular surgery it's always better to call another pediatric surgeon rather than trying to save money and calling a resident or a general surgeon see it's a game of perceptions please remember that you're going to behave like a middle class surgeon you're going to remain a middle class surgeon you want to behave like a big surgeon you're going to become a big surgeon one day and let no one tell you otherwise call someone call your peer maintain good relations with them all right you have a difficult case you know you need guidance get in touch with a senior talk to them form a peer group you know it's if you can do it in bombay like i said why can't you do it in smaller towns you know a small place may have two or three pediatric surgeons get together talk to each other be in contact what it helps is it helps you to vent out that professional Uh, whether you call it frustration whether you call it a viewpoint whether you call it just venting out professionally the way you used to do in residency with your co-residents it helps it helps you to maintain a stable mindset it helps you to remain motivated by motivating each other so if you are in a in a city and there are people who are of your same age group that's very important plus minus 4 5 years is fine if they have the same mindset is fine but somebody who's too young to you or somebody is too old it may not work to the best of your uh, you know intentions so be careful but if it is possible do form a peer group you know and i'm not saying a formal society or something like that no just an informal uh, group which discusses cases Uh, where you sort out uh, your doubts uh, you discuss the approaches this is how i do it this is i think you should do why don't you come and assist me for this case let's do it together i am sending you an mri across have a look and let me know what you think so uh, get over that inter uh, branch rivalry let there be competition i'm not saying no but don't let there be a rivalry each one of you will have his own space in that city where you are going to practice and you are going to thrive all right but what it does is it it helps a lot you know uh, you can send across mris get second opinions get third opinions discuss the case out it helps people get involved and it helps you to form a healthy group like the group we have in bombay we meet every 3 months due to covid obviously is not possible but we now uh, we know what started off as a very informal chat over coffee amongst three four of us has now become something much bigger 
today we have an attendance of about 20 25 people and we discuss difficult cases somebody will read up a protocol for a particular condition and will come and speak about it give a lecture on it so that you get a little uh, refresh uh, knowledge you know so it, it it's grown leaps and bounds and and i don't see why thing like these can't crop up in every city in in the in the country where pediatric surgeons are practicing and and get together uh, in a non uh, competitive atmosphere that will help you to grow as a person as a surgeon and as a fraternity let's get over that jealousy and rivalry amongst practicing pediatric surgeons whatever is due to you you will get if you choose to sub specialize remember you know suppose there are two of you in a city hypothetical scenario one of you goes into arms and one of you specializes in hypospadias now obviously the person who is doing more number of those cases has better proficiency for example like we do about 50 60 maybe more odd hypospadias here every year and obviously i have better experience and better results than somebody who is doing only 5 or 10 of them as a general pediatric surgeon you can call him to assist you for that surgery i'm not saying you call him to operate for that case but if you have a colleague who specializes in hypospadias and you are having trouble with your hypospadias case call him he will help you out you you starting laparoscopy if there's somebody who's more proficient than you call him to assist you don't call him to operate that way you don't grow the whole issue is personal growth and and you will grow only if you are operating that case and somebody who is more proficient in that more experienced in that has better results than you is assisting you for that so maintain this healthy atmosphere and this is how you slowly slowly build up your practice so there are many aspects to this i have just covered two of them next time we are going to talk about Uh, what is my favorite catchphrase that it's a, it should be a pediatrician mukt practice now when i say pediatrician mukt practice it doesn't mean you make enemies with them what it means is independence from a predominantly pediatrician referred practice this and how to outreach into community and what to do we'll discuss in the next podcast but today the take home message is number one as always develop your skills stay inspired try to think of a sub speciality and try to create a perception that you are a specialist in something even within the pediatric surgery spectrum and fourth most important thing form a local peer group in a non rivaling fashion it should be a healthy relationship and once you have developed that you're going to grow together and you're going to make the branch grow together with you thank you so much for listening so patiently as always if you have any comments any suggestions any questions i'm always available on drgurseva@gmail.com do get in touch with me and let's take this forward thank you so much have a wonderful day